Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John. With me as always is Mandy. Hello. And tonight we're going to go ahead and continue our look at anthology series with uh, one of the anthology series that maybe a lot of people started with. I don't know. It's it's people of a certain age I did. started I, with. I think this is one of the ones that I started with. Well, so I remember, like, back in the day, like, I remember when they were Which promoting Which was Saturday, it. by the way. Yeah, of course it was. Because there was, there was, it was important uh, that it was a Saturday because it was... Saturday Night Nick, or Smick, as it was known then, <laughs> with the big orange couch that would go all around. It was weird to me because this was this was one of the pilot episodes for that. It's like uh, looking at uh, like the original set of Toonami shows, yeah, where one of them was uh, something called Cartoon Roulette, where they were just playing weird Hanna Barbera shows. Mm -hmm. But it, it's it's old school as hell, and of course that means we're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes, Are You uh, Afraid of the Dark, which the, was still has one of the creepiest intros. Like even the weird clown thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it's like the weird clown thing, the the light through the keyhole, the uh, creepy swings. The uh, the 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 match that and then they like it blows out yes. and then they pull it away. Now, now for the uninitiated, the way that it worked was uh, this is clearly Canada by the sheer amount of denim everybody is wearing. So many jeans. Everybody was wearing, and it was like acid wash too because it was yeah, the nineties yeah. and we were yeah, stupid. Yeah. Uh, but the, the point of this well, no, whoa, was, stupid. we weren't stupid. We, we were terrible with the denim, Whatever. uh, but, uh, the, the way that it worked was these sets of kids, uh, kind of met up and they were the midnight society, which was a, it was something that they were only friends with basically through the midnight society. Like they weren't, they at, all went to different schools yeah, and stuff. different schools. They hang out with different people. They had different friends. But the one thing that they did share was the need to tell scary stories. And they would go around and it was, I get, I want to say that it was like somewhat like they never really told us the day that they were doing it, but I guess it's implied that it was a Saturday night. Yeah, right? I guess. Well, some people were like, Oh, I have school tomorrow. Or so, Okay. So sometimes maybe it was I think like a Sunday did. or something. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and yeah, they never really did put, uh, you know, put that information in, uh, but, uh, they did, uh, kind of, they really did push a lot of the, the just, you know, yeah, we don't really know each other outside of this, uh, but we're going to go ahead and tell these stories and you have to continuously tell a story. And it's the fact that they were friends outside of it. I, or, or they, they were friends. They were like friends in the circle. Yes. Like yeah. regardless of their, their pasts or regardless of their upbringing or whatever, they were always friends. Yeah. One of the things that I didn't know while I was doing a little bit of research about this one was that each of the characters who was, like, doing the story, each of the storytellers, uh, had a theme. And if you actually go back, you'll find it, and you'll just be like, oh, okay. Uh, Gary, the uh, the lead guy for the longest time, mm -hmm. uh, the very tall guy with the glasses, if anybody was remembering it, uh, he did stories mostly about um, cursed or enchanted items. So he was the guy with the X-ray specs, with the uh, the the snake uh, that you put the little sphere in its mouth and it had like the the stuff on it. Yes, yeah. the cobra. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. cobra one. Mm -hmm. uh, so his was that was usually what he did, but he also introduced one of the few reoccurring characters on this one, which was uh, Sardo, the uh, the <laughs> the fake. Like, because he ended up doing no, a couple Mr. of different stuff. No, yeah. Mister accent, accent on, on the, the dough. dough. But uh, yeah, I completely forgot about that guy. But so oh, he had the um, he had the, the the teeny tiny doors that could turn things. He was also the X-ray specs, like the yeah, guy who sold the X-ray specs. Yeah, because he was he was the uh, the he had the magic shop. 
Yes. I think he showed up a couple other times. I think he had like seven or eight appearances. Probably. Probably because he was Gary's character. That was Gary's And they were baby. like, they were able to put it in more often. Uh, we had, uh, the, you know, a couple of the other ones. Betty Ann was one of the uh, the ones who did... John had a huge crush on Betty Ann. Oh, oh seriously. Yeah. No, that was... That was weird. But, you know, it was kind of fun because, you know, I remember having that. And I remember being, like, what, 12? No, it had to have been it earlier was younger. than that. Yeah. It was way younger than that. And I was like, you know, I shouldn't have been, a, like, you know, having a crush on people. But uh-huh. I, I saw her and I was like, yay, you're telling scary stories. I like that about you. <laughs> I was like, oh. Hers were, um, <laughs> uh, hers tended to be the, the supernatural alien forces. So I think... Uh, she may have even done, uh, the, uh, the cold one, I think, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them were, were themed, as you can kind of tell. Uh, and then, of course, there was Frank. Frank is the guy who told the very first story. He's the, uh, the bad boy. He's the badass. Yeah, the, you know, the in-your-face attitude. He was a, he was, he was a teenager with attitude. <laughs> he was a Power Ranger. Uh, but he is also responsible for the character of Dr. Fink, Vink with a buh, 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 buh. Vink with a buh, buh, buh. And he's going to be the storyteller for tonight uh, in uh, Season 2, Episode 2, The Tale of the Midnight Madness, uh, which also has has, uh, has Dr. Vink in it. Yes. Uh, which is kind of funny because he was also the, the clown one, but because that guy, the guy who played Dr. Vink was the clown mm-hmm. from the Bozo's Clown thing, but because he wasn't playing Dr. Vink in there, he could do that because it wasn't... One of Frank's stories. It? Yeah. Got it. No, it just was funny. But uh, all of this is coming to us from director and creator of the show, uh, DJ McHale. He's also, this is actually pretty funny, I learned. Uh, it says it's written by Chloe Brown. Uh, that's actually a pseudonym. Oh. Yeah, for DJ McHale. Oh, that's so cool. So he wrote and directed and created the show oh. uh, for this. Hmm. Uh, he's also uh, the creator of, uh, he's director of 20 episodes of the Are You Afraid of the Dark, one episode of The Wonderful World of Disney, and he created the series Flight 29 Down, which is a Discovery Kids knockoff of a Disney Channel copy of Lost. Oh. Uh, he also is a novelist. He wrote uh, the Pendragon series, which is a kind of, it looks like a, a Harry Potter knockoff. So this guy but really... With Arthur, I'm guessing? Yeah. I, I mean, it looks like time traveling and, and all this other kind of stuff. It's kind of funny, though, to me. That this guy specializes in knockoffs for kids. Yeah. Because, he, you know, this is kind of like Goosebumps. You know, Are You Afraid of the Dark is kind of like Goosebumps. Well, Are You Afraid of the Dark came out before Goosebumps did. I don't think so, no. Really? Uh, are, yeah. No, it had are to Are you have. sure? I think so. If it did, then it's a knockoff of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Of the book, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, or, or even just doing the, uh, the the whole actually scary story, you know, telling thing. Because that, the, the Or Twilight book, Zone, I guess, kind of, Kind sort of, of, you know, you could say it that way. The the thing about um, the, uh, you gotta stop doing that. I'm so excited. You throw me so off. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, she, she's, she's smiling about the rain and she just looks at me and she's smiling. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's, it's throwing me out. It is pouring outside. I don't know if anybody can hear it on the, the mic. Ah, maybe, maybe not. But um, it's it's interesting to me that that's what he does. He does knockoffs, knockoffs. for kids yeah. of stuff. I like it. That's, that's, like, a, that's like a, kid, what is it, Kids Bop? The yeah, the kids, kids bop, bop the, the yeah. singing songs. The, the kids singing the songs that they Which should not was, be singing. No, they shouldn't have been singing those songs. Well, uh, this one is starring uh, Eddie Robinson, who was Chet in 1996's Lone Star, which is a movie that I keep meaning to watch mm-hmm. uh, because there's not enough. 
Western horror movies. So I, I think that one happens in this one. He's in 51 episodes of Swan's Crossing and in 2000's Flowers. Oh, cool. Yep. We also have uh, Melanie Weisenthal. Weisen Weisenthal? Weisenthal. Uh, this is it. That's all she's ever oh, done. Okay. That's why there's nothing else after that. Mm. Uh, we got Harry Stanjakovsky. Stanjakovsky. Stan no, no, it's it's like it's weird. St like Stanjakovsky. Yeah, like, but it's that's not how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. like that's what I'm saying. But maybe maybe it is. Now I feel bad. But uh, he has 137 acting credits, including being the voice actor for several people in the Assassin's Creed video games, all of them. Huh. Uh, Deus Ex, not the older ones, but the newer ones, so Human Revolution and Mankind Divided, I think is what it was called, uh, and some of the Prince of Persia games. He was in 1994's Warriors, uh, as well as an episode of Big Wolf on Campus. No way! Yep. I freaking love that show! The interesting thing about the 1994's Warriors is a lot of people from this show and in this series uh, were from that movie, and it's apparently like a... Like a fighting, you know, weird kind of like it looks like a like a canon films movie. Ah, cool. Uh, we also have the late uh, Aaron Tager, uh, and he's Doctor Bink with a ba 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 ba, who had a hundred and forty one credits, including acting in 1994's Highlander two, which was the worst one, 1995's Doctor Jekyll and Ms Hyde. Mm -hmm. I remember that one, uh, and both the Universal Soldier two and Universal three. Uh, Universal Soldier 3, which were both released in 1998. Cool. Which is just hilarious to me. We just that had is to have weird that it was it. yeah that it was the same year. And then we have uh, you gotta have to read that one. Christopher Heyendahl. Heyendahl. He's got an R. Heyendahl. Okay. Cool. So there you go, Christopher Heyerdahl, uh, uh, who was kind of a that guy. Uh, he was in 1994's Highlander 3, 2004's The Chronicles of Riddick, 2004's Blade Trinity. Um, he had small roles in Andromeda, Stargate SG-1, Kingdom Hospital, and Supernatural. Uh, this isn't the last time that we see him play a vampire, because he's actually Marcus, who is the tall guy in Twilight. He's the one... So, as I watched the last Twilight with a different girl, so unfortunately uh, my wife is uh, not happy about me telling the story. Why uh, do we have to tell the story? Because it's interesting to see. It's the, I have to justify the why I watch Twilight. I, I am a guy why who watches. Why don't you just say that you watched movies. it from from Mystery Science Theater? Because it's I it was, I didn't watch it from Mystery Science Theater. I did watch the riff tracks of it much later. Just which spare me. Is not palatable. Come on, like, it, just, it doesn't just, make it good. Just go ahead. But anyway, the so story. there's a gigantic fight that ends in it being a dream sequence but the funniest thing is there is a guy standing there and he's not doing anything there's there's carnage going all over the place there is no mustache dad if if billy burke had been out there driving his truck around with big like tr like you know uh fence posts like he's the dad out of uh lost boys it would have been amazing mm -hmm. but of course he's not because that would have been a good movie uh but uh there's this tall guy just standing there and then two wolves are running at him and he goes finally and he gets torn in half by the wolves and i was like well that seems like a very interesting man i wonder what was going on with him like what, what happened nothing what ha what's going on with this guy nothing happened but that's him that is this Christopher Heyerdahl guy. Heyerdahl. So he just, he plays vampires. Yep. I love it. That's what he does. Uh, and according to IEMDB, this is a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, this is pretty much the last episode where the Midnight Society cut, we cut back to the Midnight Society mid-story. Oh. 
So we only, like, I think I remember that happening a lot in the very early episodes where they'd have, like, fighting or something after the commercial break. Like, they'd be, like, talking, like, wow, what else happened? You know, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I they, remember. Yeah, they don't do that. It's, you know, beginning and end. That's all they do. You know, and I'll, I remember as the series kind of went on, they kind of stopped doing a whole lot of that, too. Where it was just like, oh, yeah. And then they then they had, like, the, the I, you know, I guess you're right. It is Twilight Zone for kids. Because it, uh, it was always, like, submitted for the approval, which was uh, one of the things that... Uh, Twilight Zone did all the time, but they also had the the lead in. They're like, I have to explain the story to you. Yeah, I just don't want to have skin deep beauty or something like that. That one was one of the Betty Ann episodes where uh, it turned out a witch was stealing young women's uh, beauty and turning them into dogs or something like that. I don't, it was a weird I don't one. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they stopped doing it, and I think yeah, they, like they still had like commentary, but they were like meh. Whatever we had to had to cut it for time. The series had seven seasons. Wow, uh, it's like a lot more than I was expecting. I remember there being a huge gap between I want to say season five and season six because I remember when they they brought Gary back on for like five minutes because he had to help Tucker. Yeah, because his little brother takes over the whole Midnight Society. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, that. But uh, you know we're gonna go ahead and check this one out. Uh, if you want to watch, I think the whole series is on Paramount you- Plus and YouTube. And YouTube. So, I don't know if you're supposed to find them on YouTube, but you can easily find them on YouTube. I think it might even be on Tubi. Uh, there's uh, an Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, channel. Ah, uh, okay. So, it, it, it's on there. Oh, cool. At least it used to be. Check it out. You know, because yeah. it's... It, not only is it interesting to see, because the, these were... Uh, what was it? I didn't want to do Dead Man's Float. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't want to do um, the... Uh, like, any of the very early ones that everybody always talks about. Because... I was like, oh, wow. And then I found this one, which is specifically about a movie theater. I always remember that. Always I'm gets cold. to be. That one was weird. Uh, my favorite other one was uh, Pinball Wizard. You oh, know, yeah. You would love that one. Ultra Super Soaker destroys evil. <laughs> um, or the Phone Police one. That one was weird, too. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's weird to see that this one was actually sort of serious. Mm-hmm. And it was like they were pushing it. Like they don't they would never put this up on now. Because yeah, they'd be like, either it wouldn't be making enough money, or it'd be so like dumbed down that nobody would want to watch it. Yeah, probably not. Times were times were simpler back then. Yeah. But we're gonna go ahead and pause it here, and we'll be right back. Yep, we're back. And we're back. Oh, we are back. So, uh, I I really did like this one a lot. Um, I did too. I liked Nosferatu. I feel like they did such a cool job on his makeup, even though he had the ugliest little teeth ever. What was with the teeth thing? Was that was that like an actual Nosferatu thing? Like I remember, there was two teeth. Yeah, but it but... was they were like snaggletooth teeth. There was like you know the old hillbilly teeth <laughs> on that one. I, I don't think so. I think that they, oh I can't like remember. like the the real Nosferatu. I think he had the like the he had the two like teeth. The, the, yeah, the, the fangs, points. Yeah. yeah, the points. Or at least uh, was it just two, or was it like four? Like two, I think it two was other ones no, no. There. I think it was just two. And it, but it was the it was like the front two teeth. This yes. one was like off to the side. It was uh, it was the Nosferatu's uh, cousin, like from he, the, the deep holler. He needed braces for his <coughs> two poor little teeth. <laughs> Y'all gonna best be home by uh, the time the sun sets. And they were flat. They were. It, it, it they were. They were flat at the very bottom of them. I'm just like, oh god, where did you get that like, one from? That would be the most uncomfortable vampire bite ever. There's, there's no needles here. It just feels like you're getting bit by two pieces <laughs> of a uh, wood. I'm trying to remember any lines from Dracula, and I can't do like it. A two to by like, four. 
do anything with it. Two two by fours. Don't you be trying to move my my uh, coffin there, Harker. Like I'm gonna take you down. Like you're gonna get splinters before it like pierces. (laughs) He doesn't even have real teeth. They're vampire (laughs) fake teeth, but because they've been around for so long, it's so old that he has like wooden teeth. I had to whittle me some new biting teeth. So (laughs) suck out the 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 juices from the people. So we start off right. We start off with the Midnight Society. Whenever they all the characters are coming in to the campfire. Um, the the funny part is is it's got uh, Kiki and the other guy, one of the other people who first leave. Uh, I don't even like he, this was Blandy McBlanderson. I remember that guy. I think his name is David. Okay, I could be wrong. I, I'm sure they actually said it yeah. during the show, but it just went. It's it's like I, I can't the rest of the characters from Salute Your Shorts, other than Butnick and uh, Donkey Lips. Like yeah. I can't remember the rest of their names. <laughs> it's just whoop. isn't it Spud? Wasn't somebody named Spud? Bud I, Bud maybe. There's Budnick. There was the oh, okay. the Maybe the actual like, like salute your shorts guy. Yeah. And uh, then there was like the girl and the other girl, and then the blonde guy. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting off subject. But yeah, so so you got them all coming in there, and Kiki like pushes past one of the girls, almost uh, dumps her, you know, down onto the the fire. Awesome. Uh, because they're excited, they want to go ahead and get this this party started, so that they can tell the they we're gonna hear the story. And we're going to move on because we've got tickets to Fright Night. That's right. Fright Night. But for real this time. <laughs> for real. Uh, but uh, they, yeah, it's a triple, triple feature. Triple which, gore fest or something like that. Oh my God. Like, I, you know, even if it was an older movie though, that's like. So much gore. That, well, I mean, that's like how long at night? You know, it's, it's one of those like midnight lock-in movie things. True. They're going to be up until like six o'clock oh, in the morning God, or something. Oh God, that would suck. Oh my gosh. I would not let my kid go to that. Uh, but you know, Canada, so whatever. But uh, yeah, no, they're super excited. But you know who's not excited? That's Frank. As Frank walks up to them, it's the funniest thing. Frank the bad boy. Because they're like, we got to go. We're, we're so excited. And then Frank, who is also wearing quite a bit of denim with his, is his hat backwards? His hat is backwards and he has a leather jacket yeah, on. Yeah. And he's like. And a black shirt underneath it. I've been to Fright Night once. I know, because he's the bad boy. <laughs> it's, it's shredded on the sides, mm. too. But he was like, I've been to Fright Night once. Like, it, it wasn't PTSD. like. PTSD. Like, like, he has PTSD. Yeah, it's like, I've seen things, man. I've seen some I, shit. When I was there at Fright Night, I, I, I was afraid. I seen it. I was scared. I seen it. But he does. He plays this whole thing up, and then he takes his chair, like... I felt like he was taking his chair like a captain would, like an, like an Enterprise or something, wherever Captain Picard just, like, kind of, like, sit sideways in his chair a little bit. Really? So, to me, it, it's like that guy who has taken an emotional blow, and he, like, finds the chair behind himself, Ugh. and he falls down. He's like, oh. Ugh. And then he, like, holds on to the arm. Yeah, of the, the cute look. I wish I had a stone. Like, I would love to recreate that whole thing with we the should. stone. We can. Like, fireplace. Yeah. Not here, but Not we here. can. Yeah. But uh, I would love to have that. Yeah. Because it, it's it's such a great chair. It, it really is. Uh, but that's when he sits down and he, he begins to regale them with the story of uh, Midnight Madness. Uh, and he throws the coffee creamer. Uh, it's it's non-dairy coffee creamer that they throw out of that pouch. And it makes it do the cool fire <sighs> thing. Uh, I, you could do that probably with flour or pretty much anything that's aerosol. It'll, it'll catch fire. I don't know, but we need to try that. Yeah, it's explosives. We need to try that. Just, you know, have a fire extinguisher nearby, just in case. But we are introduced to our, our main set of characters. Uh, the main guy, Pete. Yes. Uh, Katie, 
Uh, the love interest slash uh, a friend employer, you know, employed friend. Employee. Em- well, I mean, he's he's the uh, the guy who cares about the movie theater. Uh, and then, uh, who is it? Doctor, not, not yet. Uh, it was, um, God, what was the, the guy's name? The manager. The guy who, the guy who owns it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was, uh, Mr. Christoph. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Christoph is the guy. And he does not look like a Christoph. No. He, he looks like a, a guy who's going to sell me like a he, lemon. Yeah. Uh, yes. He looks like a yeah. used car salesman. I think he, he is wearing like. The oh. same, the same kind of colors and yeah. like the same like um, the jacket. sports jacket, yeah. yeah, yeah. That weird leisure wear, that yeah. uh, the the sports coat, like that like, has like the cross hatching. Hey, like I'll give you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, what you come into my theater? You come in, you Mister Mister Vink, Mister Vink with, with a, a v. v. But uh, so we're not introduced to that yet, but we are introduced to the Rialto, which in itself is very much a character in this beautiful place. oh my god so gorgeous the, i saw this and it's one of the things that always kind of i really wanted to work at a theater like that i did too like but even like the theaters near me i would have loved to have worked at the theater uh when i was younger not now because they do not pay for crap and i can't i can't even imagine people trying to do it now because they they'll just let their kids kind of sit there i don't know if they did that or if we did that as kids i know we weren't allowed to like, um, like even at the the Cinemark or whenever, like the dollar theaters or something like that. So whenever we would go to the theater, it would be on the base. Mm-hmm. So we would like have to stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance before the movie started. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's would, crazy. Yeah. So that's and that was the theater on base. So we would um we would stand up, say the Pledge of Allegiance, and then the movie would start. But we wouldn't go to the movie theaters often, mm-hmm. um, because it was just money that we didn't need to spend. So we would always, you know, hang out at home. I would watch Star Trek, X-Files, all that stuff with my dad and, you know, watch movies. But we would very rarely go to the movie theaters. So. We, we would rent. We wouldn't have like, or we'd have oh, like. Oh, pop and go. Yeah, pop yeah. And go? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would, we would do the renting thing. So we. Ricky uh, Ticky Tappy was we, my, was my go-to movie. See, we did Video Central and you cannot find Video Central anywhere online I tried. I don't even know I, what pop and go. I on. have it somewhere. I have a tape that has the Be Kind Rewind. And it has the Video Central logo on it. <laughs> and I, I'm just looking for that. I, I will find it. And thank God that place is shut down because you would owe like $50 billion oh on that God. one video probably. I would, <laughs> no, I, I probably bought that one. It was probably oh, pretty. Okay. I, I was the type of person I was back then buying stuff. <laughs> and not like now. Not like nowadays. But the Rialto is a beautiful theater. It reminded me a lot. So the whole situation kind of reminds me of uh, the movie Popcorn from 1991. Yes, yes, um, yes. Maybe even Matinee, which I think came out Matinee. in 1993. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, see Matinee. Even though that, that movie theater was supposed to be in the 1960s. But it is a single uh, screen theater, which you do not find anymore. But I, I would And now it. we get mad about it, too. We're like, seriously? Single single screen? Oh, yeah. Well, but You're like, going to be showing one movie? I mean, if, if it was something within walking distance, though, like if we could get there easily, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, let's go to the theater. And it's a single, single screen theater, but they had something different every night. I think we would go if it was cheap enough. Like if it was like, you know, $20 for a ticket and, you know, still 16 like I got to take a mortgage out to get popcorn. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be happy about that. Uh, and they are showing, uh, I think, some kind of, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Hitchcock, but like the old Hitchcock before he did Birds or Psycho, when he was like, I want to do horror. And they're like, no, you're going to do North by Northwest and all these like heavy dramatic, like, uh, God, I can't even think of, of who would be in one of those things. But it's, it's the, the dramatic movies that were like love movies. Like, no, I want to show you the world. It's like, baby, you are my world. You know, Aww, something like that. see, why don't people say romantic shit like that anymore? 
times because it got all played out in the 1940s. True. Uh, and the only person who's there is the angriest woman in the entire world. This angry little old woman. And she and she is just done up to hell and back. Like that woman has so much makeup on her face. She keeps going back because like I I want to know she what likes, her. She likes the popcorn. Uh, no, absolutely not. She goes there because it's the only thing that reminds her of her husband, who's her late husband. And that's why she keeps going back. Frederick. Yeah, Frederick. Uh, Frederick and I would spend many an hour at the old Rialto as as the uh, the silver screen shined upon our love until he died. You know, tragically, in a, I don't know, uh, mousetrap incident. A it's just, mousetrap incident? I, it's the first thing I could think of. Uh, but oh uh, Pete uh, is just, he, they, they make what, six bucks? They six make six dollars on yeah. on a on a good night. On the good night, and, which um, is a single ticket plus a popcorn plus a large drink. Yes, and then he bought the other drink. Yeah, oh, two drinks. That's right. Yes. Oh my God, six dollars for a popcorn and two drinks. Man, that's freaking amazing. Ugh. But uh, yes, uh, Mr. Kristoff is unhappy about this, and he is worried about the the health and safety of the Rialto, its uh, commercial viability into the future, uh, which it does not have any. Uh, it uh, is. It has uh, no future. It is going to hell and back. If they they don't do something quickly, uh, then it will all fall apart, and that's it. It will get shut down. Uh, that's when uh, our friend Pete decides to save the Rialto, going outside uh, with uh, flyers and and all this other stuff. Really trying. He even tries to go to the zoning board, which I I thought was really interesting because. As a kid, I would not have known, hey, go to the zoning board and try to get it declared a landmark. True. But he was working on it, so he had to have been like 16, 17. Yeah, I mean, even then, I probably wouldn't have known yeah. to do that. I mean, like, why would I think of zoning? Like, local well, landmark zoning crap. Well, yeah, because he was talking about maybe, um, he was talking about that at the beginning. Like, this is a landmark, so maybe he, like, went to the library. I don't know. He would have had to have. Know. This you, is a, this It's is, not something he would have been able to look up. He had to have gone to the library this is to a look it up show. in a car catalog this is a show i'm just saying like if you think of it out the inside the system it's it's and very even interesting then, libraries were pretty normal but uh despite all of his his picketing and, and trying to get people to really be interested in it uh the only person who is uh still interested is is the old lady uh, and even then she's like fuck this place and she keeps getting like mad at stuff she does like and, and, and like throw stuff at him they do the the grossest thing which did not gross me out whenever i was younger but as i am a, an adult it absolutely disgusted me and they reuse the cups that that for the popcorn well, that, that was and katie the cups katie who is uh not in love with the rialto she is already put her resume in to uh the multiplex yes uh down the road uh, which uh, is the uh, the the bigger, brighter uh, quick stop mm -hmm. uh, down the the side of the road or something like that. Uh, it was it was really weird and and uh, uh, poor poor Pete who is pining for Katie. Pete is like, do you want to go out? And she's like, oh, um, absolutely not. She goes, oh no, homework. I have homework. But that's how she said it. She goes, oh no. And it was like, no, I, I have homework. And then beat 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 beat. I have homework. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> Oh, so, Pete. Pete, my man. So, Petey boy. Pete, uh, who is this poor love strick child, um, is trying desperately to, of course, save the Rialto. This is actually whenever Dr. Vink comes in. Yes. Dr. Vink with a va va va. And that's how he introduces himself. And, you know, the, 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 Rialto was closed, right, for like another hour. And then, like, he starts, like, banging on the doors and they're like, hey, we're closed. And, of course, Dr. Vink, un, 
uh, unlocks the lock from the outside with his magic magnet. He's just magical. Yes. Everything he does. That was one of the interesting things to me about the Vink character was they had him do supernatural stuff, but it was always like, yes, in my time I did this. In my time I did that. Like, uh, I think in the next one, which is the dangerous soup uh, is, oh, his uh, travels. Yes, he, he, yes, I have, I, you know, in, I was much a, a, a traveler and I found this in the soup and all this other kind of stuff. So he does all these things and he has just, he's got Brian Blessed levels of just camp. He's got so much, Sean, it's not what I can do He was do so amazing. It's what you can do for me. <laughs> the only thing that I hated about, about him is his teeth. His teeth were orange at the end i don't know orange if that's what they were like if they were supposed to be that or if that's just the guy's natural teeth i don't know but it was awful because it was horrible i remember that from even when he was the carnival barker in uh laughing in the dark when he's he's the uh the bozo or or the the clown um, which is funny because they actually met, I, I was watching another episode just in preparation for this. They mentioned that clown. It's like, what am I like Bonzo the clown or whatever the hell the name, the, the clown's name is. Oh yes. I do remember that one. Zebo. Zebo. What yeah. am I? Zebo the clown. And I was like, Zebo was Zebo the, the clown. One of the first ones. And he was scary as hell. Weird. But yeah, it was, yeah, his teeth were, were the scariest thing about this show probably. But, uh, Vink has an interesting, uh, proposition. proposition. Yes. Uh, the way that it'll work is Vink was a director in his time, and he has many, many movies. But uh, the first one is free, of course, first taste. Uh, and it will have people flocking, flocking, I say, to the theater. Uh, and once theater. Uh, the theater's uh, theater. commercial viability is... We're going to uh, say it like that from now on. Theater. Uh, commercial viability is, is assured, and Mr. Kristoff will, uh, of course, uh, be happy to show... Uh, Vink's, one of Vink's movie, uh, a night. Like, just one night during the week, at random, doesn't matter. He'll show multiple movies, I don't think it was just one night. Uh, oh, he's got a bunch of different ones, but it yeah. was it was one night of his choosing. Right. That's the deal. Uh, and unfortunately, Kristoff, uh, who has, I guess, never studied Faust before, uh, shakes the man's hand. Shakes the poor sinner's hand. Wouldn't you, won't you shake a poor sinner's hand? What's that from? Oh, oh, that's from Princess and the Frog. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's when the uh, the giant uh, metal case that has the uh, the, the reels film. in it yeah, oh, that's slips so down, cool. and Vink is suddenly gone, but the the uh, the can still remains. And then they put it up and forget about it. Yeah, Christoph, Mr. Christoph is like, "F that noise! He's a nut job. We're not gonna play that movie. Not even like, let's check it out." Nutbag, nutbag, nutbag. Oh, yeah, I was like, they called me a nutbag. I just I am not a nutbag. I remember them saying that in the uh, a lot. the the but first one. I don't know if it's nutbag or if they call him something else, but it's always nut something. Yeah. So it's like nut job, nut. Yeah, nut and, job and he hears or it. something. Yeah. He yeah. hears it like every time because he and it's like you make more than six dollars a night. Which uh, how would he know that that happened weeks ago? Mm, I did. Like, I did like that. I was like, oh, sassy. So, um, so they put the movie away. They forget about it. Um, Pete is still, you know, picketing and trying to save the Rialto, but unfortunately it's not working. Um, and they get the horrible news that they have two weeks before the Rialto closes. It was such an arbitrary time length to me. Just like, yeah, let's go ahead and do two weeks. I mean, it's like, you want two weeks? It's it's, it's two weeks. It's like you're two, you're turning in your two weeks notice. I guess. Uh, this, uh, causes, oh, one of the interesting things is if you're looking in the background, uh, there is a This Island Earth uh, 
you know, big poster. I think there's a Cure one, too, at one point. I, I didn't like, even see that, that one. But I did see the, the This Island Earth. I was like... <gasps> you got so excited. Uh, but uh, Pete is distraught. Uh, so distraught, in fact, uh, that nobody has noticed uh, in the projection booth, and I assume that this is continuously happening, just like the, 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 the can slightly opens and light shines out as though the, uh, the film itself is just peeking out to see what might be going on. It's like, hello? Hello, is anybody out there? Did y'all, did y'all forget about me again? And I, oh, except he's like Bubba, so how would it sound? How would the nose frog do sound? Y'all, y'all, uh, y'all forget about me? <laughs> Oh, just being old Nosferatu around here. Got my snaggly tooth just trying to make sure. Oh, it's real bad. I have to, I have to stick my face out stop. real high. Okay, stop. Because my tooth gets hurts. stuck on the side. Okay, all right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, uh, the and this is actually what's happening. The, the film canister does open slightly and there's a red light, an ominous red light. Uh, so ominous that uh, we do see, what, 12 or or. 13 people sitting down watching a cowboy movie. Yes. Like an old school cowboy movie. And and it, it burns. It burns. It, it sets fire. And we get, uh, you know what was really interesting to me? I think they actually did set that movie on fire because I, we've seen film burns in other movies right. where it like melts and it's always, you know, kind of weird looking. Uh, this one was the most realistic film burn I've ever seen. Like I was like, oh shit, that, that film is actually melting. Like the other ones is like, oh, okay, that's that's clearly something happening. Somebody's doing that off to the side, so it looks really interesting. I was like, nope, that motherfucker's burned. It's gone. Probably. Uh, and in desperation, uh, Pete puts on the film, the Vink film. And as we have stated before, it is Nosferatu, the demon vampire. Now, the interesting thing that we were explained to by uh, Dr. Vink is that uh, the Nosferatu wins. It's a vampire movie that the vampire wins in. Yes, yes. Uh, we are not able to see most of the movie now. It comes in a single can. Uh, so I think that's what, three reels at most? One or one? I have no clue. It's a one to three reels, I think. So that means it's like it's got to be like 70 minutes, maybe? I don't know. Or 60? I think they're like 30 minutes a piece. But I, I don't know. I don't know enough about film. If you do, uh, or if you know... The difference between a Rialto and a Bijou. You can let us know about that. Send us an email because I'd love to know if that there's like some kind of thing. Or if it's just like, yeah, it's French for theater compared to Italian for theater. You know, we could just look that up. I don't want to. I want the, the audience to be involved in this one. Okay. Uh, just like the audience in this this uh, the, this episode, because the, the audience who was about to storm out, uh, sits in for the uh, the vampire movie and they loved it. Yep, and they love it so much that they tell all their friends and their friends and their friends' friends. And even old, uh, give me an old lady name. Gretel. Gretel. Even old lady Gretel is sitting there like, if you play a couple more of these movies, Pete, then maybe more people will come. And I was like, thanks, bitch. Get the fuck Jesus. out. Jesus, honey. I'm glad your husband died. Oh my God. That's <laughs> old Gretel and, and, and Freddy. Lady. Frodrick. Frodrick. Anyways. Lady, Frodrick ain't dead. He's hiding. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so so it goes really, really well. They keep getting um, crowd after crowd after crowd. It is absolutely killing it. Just killing it. It's going great. Uh, they're is, actually getting a uh, full full length movies now, yeah, like right, a, 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 uh, a ranked or, or a plus movie, a or class something. movie, a I class don't know, movies. something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, 
it it's just like Dr. Vink said. <laughs> just like Dr. Vink said. And it's like repeatedly that they say that. Like, it was so funny because we do cut back to uh, the Midnight Society who is eating popcorn. Where they got the popcorn, I have no idea. But it, soda. I feel like popcorn would be one of the things that you would have out there because it's a cold Canadian night. You got a fire. I mean, you might as well put a popcorn s'mores. thing out there. Yeah, or some s'mores, little marshmallows or something. I think after a while, though, you'd get tired of the sweets. Probably. But, you know, popcorn, definitely. Uh, so Frank continues the story, and that's when uh, the, uh, after, what, doing a, a double feature of it, yeah. uh, the people leave. Uh, but uh, not so fast there, Petey Boy. That's when Dr. Vink returns. And he says, ah, yes, it's working, isn't it? And was like, yeah, Dr. Vink. Oh, that's when Mr. Let me sell you a car. Hey, give me, I want to shake the hand of the guy who saved the theater. I was like, ah, yes. Now, what day can I bring my other movies around? I was like, Doc, what are you trying to do to me? Well, you're breaking my balls, Doc. (laughs) Oh, my God. It doesn't say that exactly, (laughs) but it's very much like it. I just snorted. But uh, it's... I hate that. He he refuses. Mr. Kristoff refuses. Now, I got to tell you, I live in an area where... Yes, the theaters will play, uh, you know, even now. Think about it. Even nowadays, they will play, you know, let's say an eighth screen theater will have a couple of different movies. They will still play one random movie. Right. Like, just randomly. There are days when they're not going to be doing that. You know, Wednesday. And if it goes really well. Which he even says. Even Vink says. It's better than my other movie. Yeah. Like, the next movie, each of these movies are even better than that one. Yes. Which... If it worked, why wouldn't you want that? I I don't know. Like, that was the stupidest shit ever. Like, it didn't make any sense. He keeps saying, I want one night a week. It's like, yeah, but he didn't say what time. Put it on at nine. Put it, put a nine, nine o'clock monster madness. I don't know. Not like that, but you could put it on Sunday. You could put it on Monday, Tuesday, when fucking ever. It does not matter. So he said one night a week, which I, that was the other thing that I thought was funny. He's like, I don't know people going to the theater weekdays. Over Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And even then, you could do Monster Mondays. Yeah, you could do a whole bunch of Mayhem stuff. Mayhem Mondays. You fucked it up, Krista. You're a dipshit. You, you caused all the problems, which he does, because he pisses off Vink. Now, we've seen Vink react to being pissed off in other episodes. And he this. retaliates. Oh, and he how do. does he retaliate? Oh, it's very interesting. Well, see, I don't know. Maybe that was just the way that we do know. Do we work. do know how he retaliates, because he... Does the next thing that happens. Yes, that is when the, uh, I guess Pete is trying to watch the movie, trying to figure out, he's studying the movie, trying to figure out why people like to watch it so many times, repeatedly. Uh, I don't know how many times that old lady has seen this. She's like, it reminds me of my Frodrick. (laughs) That looks just like Frodrick. Yep. He's like, he is running away. No. Um. So that is when we see a fairly good. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, I, and it's always in this part is always in the commercials. Yes, they. I I want to say they they snipped this this whole episode up a bunch they of did. times. Yeah, they did because it is some of the easiest. It's it's the least intrusive, least context requiring things that they they do. Like some of the other stuff, like the no face people and all the other stuff. That's kind of hard, but. You know, a vampire, everybody knows what a vampire is. It's horror. Okay, now we don't have to explain anything else. Right. Uh, but that is when we see the Nosferatu slowly slide out of the uh, The, the screen. movie screen, which is so cool. And so Pete is falling asleep. He wakes up whenever he thinks that he sees the Nosferatu coming out of the screen. Um, and then the movie ends. He goes, he talks to Katie, tells Katie about his crazy dream that he had, which as he's talking about this with her, 
um, we actually see the used car salesman. Well, so we also do get kind of some closure on this whole situation because the uh, uh, kitty, and uh, you think I'm a geek? No, I don't think. Oh, you're I thought a geek. that was wild. The Nosferatu. It's, it's right. It's it's right after the Nosferatu comes out, but he's like, man, I had a weird dream. It's like oh, I don't right. think I'm a geek, but. Uh, you know, it's like, no, I don't think you're a geek. I think you're a nerd, but I think you're keen. Oh my god, I think you're keen. Ugh. Ugh, stop Would it. you don't like? Talk like I guess. That. And they they start doing this thing like they they're gonna make kiss. out. They almost kiss. They almost kiss, and then we hear a scream. Ah! And then that's whenever they run. Uh, they see Kristoff, who has two little bite marks. Um, Which I, I loved how close those things were. Because it's not how his teeth if, if you look at any of the, you know, <laughs> there should have should've been. It should have been one, over, one in the back and one in the front. It would have been hilarious if one of them was like way higher than the other. Yeah. like Or like just shooting off to the side. <laughs> like, oops, sorry. That, that's all left in there. He goes off all, all over the place. Oh, uh, that one I think was just a piece of corn that got stuck in my tooth. Ew, I don't know why that ew. happened. Okay. Just a weird yellow tooth that looks like corn. Oh my God. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, past that. They, they realize that something terrible is happening and that's when they also that's when they see the vampire yes because they the uh the the uh the phone is out they try to leave they and that's when they open the door and there's the vampire the vampire is so count orlock i want to say it's orlock from uh 1922's nosferatu uh and he's even doing the uh the long finger and the ah, like slowly like moving forward "Mm." it's cool it is it is pretty cool uh and they he goes after katie like, he, repeatedly, because he wants Katie. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I assume lady blood, virgin blood, something I like that. I mean, well, so he, he keeps going after Katie. Mm-hmm. Pete Pete uh, Pete tells Katie to turn uh, turn the movie on. Like, get the, get the real working. I did like this. They they hide for a second in a random room mm-hmm. that has a, uh, a door bar on it. Like, a full-on, like... You know, the, the peasants are revolting, quick, lock the door, and they put the, the wooden board it's up. It's not even a real board. That is like a piece of a piece of wood. It's still it weird. Is like a that very they had, tiny like, why piece would of they wood. have that? Like it would have made more sense to put the like the, the Like a broom or like something. Like a broom or something, yeah. But no, they had this as like well, we have this just in case, you know, old black Bart tries to get in and, and we have to keep him from stealing the, the payroll. Maybe they had those in the Rialto. We don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know? Did you work at a Rialto? Let us know. Did you guys have to fend off uh, invading, you know, Saxons or something like that? That was so weird. That was weird. And the door. Uh, and that's, unfortunately, uh, they are unable to deal with it because vampire magic. Uh, and uh, that's when, yes, uh, Katie runs up to the top. Uh, they put the... Uh, the the, the reel on the last reel, uh, and for some reason, Pete knows he can do this. Pete just knows what what to do, so he, he he immediately runs to the screen. And as Nosferatu is coming towards him, and Katie uh, beckons for him to you know be careful because he's coming after you. Um, Pete just jumps his happy ass right into the movie, leaving. Uh, it was actually pretty funny because there's this whole bit where. He's like running over towards it. He's like, "You got to turn on the 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 projector." And Nosferatu is like an inch away from eating Katie, and she like still flicks it on. And for some reason, Nosferatu is like, "Oh no, the movie!" It's because he knew he knew what was gonna happen. I might miss the trailers. And so, <sighs> and so, sure enough, 
uh, Pete jumps into the movie and he's like, you know what? I know exactly what to do. I know how to stop you. So he, you know, drags, he was dragging the coffin at first towards the, the light. Yes. Cause that's what Harker was going to do. Yes. But Nosferatu isn't in there, no. you know? So, well, I, then maybe it's like a, an older like thing where like, if you put it there, like the vampire will be forced to go get into it or something oh, like that. True. I don't know. Well, maybe. So, um, so Nosferatu comes in and he's like, I know how to stop you. And he pulls off the curtains to the, the one window that is in there which you would think that as a vampire you would not have windows anywhere in there uh, it'd be but really funny if you pulled does. off the curtain and it was just a blank wall and he's like ha ha <laughs> fooled you <laughs> fooled you so i don't fooled you so, so he pulls open the curtain uh sunlight hits him and the nosferatu is dead like poof into dust that was pretty cool, uh, that was pretty cool. um they and walk then he out walks out yep so pete walks out he's chilling with katie uh mr Kristoff wakes up he's like had a weird dream and that's when we hear, <laughs> That was bravo. That was bravo. wonderful. Yes. As the, and that was actually. I was expecting him to say brava. Uh, I don't know. Brava. Brava. Like, brava. Brava. But uh, it was really interesting. I, I, it was so, like, the camera angle for that one was great. Because we did see Pete walk up, or not Pete, uh, we saw Kristoff walk up. And he was, from what we could tell, he was in the same area because they had him like sitting there but he was completely blocking off dr vink yes exactly who is just super happy and eating himself a popcorn out of a uh, like a drink that, is that what they used no, to do it's like the drink like the drink it's like a drink cup though but like like i guess that's what they did for the popcorn probably, probably instead of like the, the bags thing. or yeah. something that's that's ah, weird and, and well, everybody that. had cups of popcorn. Anyways. That's so creepy. So, so Vink is there and he's like, that was phenomenal. Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, Kristoff is like, hey, you know what? A deal's a deal. A deal's a deal. You get your night. And he goes, no, no. I bought this theater. <laughs> so, I'm going to play all my shit all the time. And believe me, the rest of the mo even scare. <laughs> With his orange teeth. And uh, the end. Biddly bing bing and yep. like, oh no! And then, ever, of course, you know, the two people who were supposed to go and watch the scary movie were all of a sudden not wanting to go see the scary movies. They, they're they like, uh, I guess we'll go home. Here, Frank, take the tickets. And Frank and, is like, hell yeah, free tickets! Well, it was so funny because Gary's like, I thought you said you weren't going to go. And he's like, why not? It's a movie. He's like, uh. Right. And I, or well, like, now I got two free, now I got two tickets. He's like, hey, let's go. And I'm like, oh. Gary, Frank, <laughs> oh you rascals! <laughs> so they went, and then we got the and ending. had a good like, time. I'm sure it was you know. so great. I love that. So I was, we're not rating these right because we no, love no, them anyway. No, there's there's yeah. too many. Uh, ten, ten out of ten. I, I love this though. This was one of my favorite movies. I love movies Episodes. about, or yeah, I'm thinking about movies. Uh, this is I love shows or or horror anthology bits. Or anything else that takes place in a theater. I like that. I like the radio stations too. Theaters and and radio stations. That's one of the parts I like about Hubie Halloween. Theater. Even though, actually, you know. Hubie Halloween didn't have any. Oh, wait, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Where Shaq is the the radio host. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, The Warriors had. uh, Oh, I was was thinking about movie theaters, though, not. not, No, but at radio stations as as well. But, like, I like that, that kind of stuff. And it's a beautiful theater. Like it really is. It's it's wide. It kind of reminds me of the theater from Demons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So yep. I mean, it's it's a good one. I would suggest watching this one. I had I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, uh, it is listed as episode nine. Yes, though on uh, Paramount Plus. Yeah, but if you go into try to looking it up, uh, it's it's on 
the second it's it's listed as episode two maybe that's the air date like it was was first episode two and then they did re like you know rearranging or yeah, something like so that. i guess it'll just be season it's listed as season one episode nine season two Oh, oh, it is season two? It's still season two. Okay, so season two, episode nine, but it's season two, episode two. Yeah, and and I would suggest checking it out. It's, this one was good. Like, they're not all 100%, but the but first- they're all great. The first like, two seasons had a good, solid take, amount. Take it for what it is, all right? It's fun. You may want to, like, skip the first mo- like episode, even though that is a Vink one. And it, it's got a lot of stuff. It's two brothers getting lost in the wood, but I just remember it's like- Stop it or I'll pound you. Like, he's isn't like that, Swedish or something like that. Isn't that Ryan Gosling in that no, one? No, there is one with Ryan Gosling in it, though. I can't remember which one it was. That one is the one, I, I want to say that's the one with the, it's not Music in the Dark. Um, there are so many Is it the one that people. had Gilbert Godfrey in it? Because there was one that had Gilbert Godfrey as, um, he reminded me a little bit of the, the, um, the, the Neither World uh ticket guy the the when um uh, in beetlejuice when uh the, the, the show or the movie the movie so when they go up and they get the ticket and they have oh, to sit yeah, in the yeah. waiting room mm-hmm. but he was basically like a, a guy who was like next you know come on up and it was like they had the the wristbands oh that sounds really familiar. yeah okay okay i think i know what you're the frank ones were good and solid so were the gary ones i think I always like the one with the ghosts, which is uh, Chris Kristen's. I think, I, I, I think it might have been Betty Ann too. Did those maybe because she she did the um, she did love stuff though, didn't she? No, that was uh, Sam. Sam liked doing the love stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. But anyway, and, and try watching them. If you are an old fan of them, try going through uh, the maybe a Wikipedia article or something like that that kind of shows you who was the the person doing the uh, the storytelling because. It's so cute that they actually, like, I'm like, that's funny. Like, that they, they would put in that much effort to have each one of these people have a theme to go with their story. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Which would be something, like, I, you know, I would never do a, a story about, like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, something random. But, like, you know, you would try to focus in on the things that you know or that you like. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like if somebody really liked werewolves and everything had, like, a werewolf in it. Or dogs or something like that. Or, you know, you're Dean Koontz. You're trying to put a dog in every single one of your, your episodes or something like that. It'd be It's cute, and it's something that you would do, but the fact that they went through that much effort to think about it is funny to me. The fact that we never caught on to it, though. Because uh, we're kids. Well, and plus, we were watching it like a week you know, out at a time. We never oh, sat there and, and tried yeah. to, to watch it. Every Saturday. Things. And it, was, it, it wasn't just that we would watch it every Saturday. It was that it would episodically come on at random during some of the nights, so oh, you would true. have like different seasons playing and stuff like that. Yeah, that is. It true. was it was fun though. Uh, I really do suggest you watch this one. Check it out again. You can find it pretty much anywhere else. Uh, but uh, yeah, give it a try. Uh, and once you do, let us know what you think about them because this is this may be a nostalgia trick for us uh, because we we grew up with these things. If you're younger or even older, and this wasn't something that you. Uh, you you viewed let us know what you guys think reach out to us esat3am at gmail.com that's going to be the best way to get a hold of us you can always get us on facebook twitter and instagram at esat3am uh, or you can go to our main website esat3am.com and on there there is a link uh to leave us a voicemail we'd love to hear from you we'd uh you know especially love to hear your opinion on this one yeah or your favorite episode but until next time we will talk to you all later yep see you soon bye